Welcome to Red Light tonight. This is your host, Chance. I'm here with Shadow. Um, please forgive him. He's a little under the weather. Uh, this episode will be uh, a story-based episode. Basically, the beginning. The beginning of my addiction to sex tourism. I will talk about the first time I went to a red light district. Shadow will ask me questions when he can come up with them. But yeah, this is basically a story podcast. Again, first and foremost, we don't believe in underage prostitution. We don't believe human trafficking of any kind. Uh, Everything I've done has been between two consenting adults. Names have been changed to protect everyone involved. All right. My sex tourism, my addiction to sex, I, it, it started in the spring of 2011. I was married to my first wife, and uh, she had just gotten a job as an exotic dancer. And this wasn't at my urging. I was against this, but she had an older sister who started, and the older sister was making a lot of money, so my ex-wife, she started, and she was making a lot of money, and after about a month of her dancing and me tossing and turning every night at home, I decided I wanted to see what life at a strip club was like, so I called up a friend of mine, we'll call him the Arab friend. And uh, invited, invited him to go to a strip club. He had never been to one, but uh, he, he, he wasn't having much luck with the ladies. So he, he accepted my offer, and we went to L.A. We went to a strip club, widely popular. Its name is Deja Vu. We went to the Ontario one first. And... Uh, Right away, it opened up a new world for me. I I was buying dances, as much money as I could. As much money as I could afford to spend, I was spending in this strip club. And uh, my other friend, luckily for him, it didn't take much for him to, to get off. So... He was having a great time. One $10 lap dance where the girl barely touches his knee and he ejaculates. Um, another quick disclaimer here. This, this podcast in particular might get a little graphic. Anyways, that wasn't happening like that for me. I would buy seven, eight regular lap dances and I was having fun, but I wasn't getting close to getting off. So then I started doing the VIP dances. And yeah, I was getting off on those. Um, not climaxing or orgasming, but those were really fun. What's the difference between a VIP dance and a regular lap dance? I've never been to a lap dance, so I don't have much knowledge of how strip clubs work. So the regular lap dance, uh, you're basically sitting in a comfortable chair like we are now, and a girl comes and gives you a lap dance. But pretty much you got to sit on your hands. Unless she grabs your hands and move them up and down her body, you can't really touch her. She might grind on you a little bit. Most strip clubs determine the length of this encounter 
by the number of songs you purchase. So like, oh, I want to buy two songs. And you get a lap dance for the duration of two songs, which always seem to be shortened. Anyways, a VIP lap dance, usually it's not song-based, it's time-based. And the one in Deja Vu, Ontario was 30 minutes. And basically you'd go upstairs, you have a bedroom, uh, and you lay down on the bed for 30 minutes and you have a more intimate, a more physical dance. Now this dance, you are grabbing well, you're basically, you follow her rules, but most of the time, if you're spending the money to get a VIP dance, these girls are letting you, you know, play with their tits. Um, most of them don't like it if you touch their vagina, but you might get a pass by, you know, they might let you brush your hand by a couple of times. Either way, it's a big tease. There are women that will have sex with you in these places, but they're usually charging a lot of money. Anyways, back to my story. I was doing this type of... I was having this type of fun for about six months. And in the fall of 2011, my Arab friend, uh, he told me about a place in Tijuana where, there were le- where it was legal prostitution. And I remember my first thought was, yeah, but that's Tijuana. What do these girls look like? It's dirty down there. Fuck that. Let's just... Let's- keep doing what we were doing and I remember that very night we went out I dropped close to $400 and I left the darn strip club with blue balls and after he dropped me off I remember sitting there thinking like maybe I should give this this Zona Norte this Tijuana thing a shot so I went online did the whole Google search of Tijuana uh, prostitution and uh, from what I read on there it seemed like it was an easy easy thing to do it seemed it, the online research made it seem safe so a few days later I decided to try it for myself um, quick question <clears throat> um, what kind of concerns did you have that you had to look it up online well, I was concerned about my safety, of course, you know. Um, I was slightly concerned about STDs, but everything I was reading was like, you wear a condom, and I, I wasn't planning on, you know, doing anything other than wearing a condom. And uh, that, that was my really only concerns. I didn't want to get lost going into TJ. I remember that was a concern. And I was scared about being kidnapped by a cab driver, which seems silly now. But at the time, I was scared about that. I mean, you're, you're just, you're, you were just scared, I'm guessing, right? You're, it's nerve-wracking doing the first, going the first time. Yeah, also, I don't speak a... No. I, at the time, I didn't speak a word of Spanish. Yeah, language barrier, that's a problem. Now, poquito espanol... Um, you know, the no to eres, cuanto es. Um, I can speak I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Also, I'm Asian. And I was thinking I was going to stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> little did I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, my first drive down there. Were you alone? Yeah. Uh, my Arab friend had school. He couldn't go with me. 
Um, first drive down there, parked at the border, walked across, no problem. The border is different now, by the way, though. It's still no, it's still very easy to get across into Mexico, but back then, man, you just walk into Mexico. They're not even looking at you. I hired a cab, and he took me straight to the red light district. And I remember when I stepped foot outside the cab, the first thing I saw was Hong Kong, this huge adult entertainment venue. And I stepped in, and it was basically exact, kind of the same as Deja Vu in uh, L.A., but there was hundreds of girls, man, like hundreds. And Deja Vu, man, on a good night, you'd see 20, 30 girls here in this Hong Kong place. I saw literally hundreds. There was four operating floors. These, these women were beautiful. Like, I could not believe how beautiful they were. Like, these, like the best-looking girl at a strip club in L.A. was just another Tijuana girl. I is at the time I remember thinking hey, shoot, I just walked into Disneyland for adults. I just walked into Disneyland for for sex. And what 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 do these women wear? Are they like obviously I'm I'm guessing they have these nice costumes on, but can you give some examples? Costumes. Well, they do have themed days, right? But most of them are just in uh, in typical strip club wear, which is basically like a bikini. Lingerie, I'm guessing. Some of them are in lingerie, yeah. Okay. Usually the ones in lingerie um, are kind of self-conscious. But, um, yeah, I, I walked through Hong Kong. I walked through the neighboring club of Las Chavelas. I walked the streets. Finally, I walked into Adelitas. And I remember this... One particular prostitute caught my eye. She was about 5'5", five five, um, dark hair, dark brown hair, pale skin. She's probably about 110, 115 pounds. So, yeah, she was, she was very thin, petite, flaca is what they say in Spanish, right? Do you remember what she was wearing? Uh, yeah, basically like a black bra and uh, I remember black panties like a bikini bottom panties but i remember the little sparkly i don't know what you call it like glitter yeah glitter i guess it was sparkly her bottoms were sparkly they were bedazzled mm, bedazzled what? okay <laughs> i do remember she had a major flaw though she had a mole on the side of her face but her face was pretty anyways i went up to her not knowing if she was going to speak English, not knowing what to ask. And basically I asked, um, how much is it for sex? And she responded with hotel, and she pointed up to the ceiling. I nodded yes, and she said $70, $70 and $13 for the room. I, how much time do you get? Uh, well, yeah, I went up. Paid for the room, and they said we were going to have 30 minutes. Okay. And that's what happened. Went up. In the room, I remember I was really nervous. And she had asked me if it was my first time in Tijuana. And I said, yes, it was my first time. 
And I remember she had like a little smirk to that, smirk to that answer. And uh, she dropped her top. She had very nice tits, by the way. I remember pink nipples. And uh, she started undressing me, unbuttoning my shirt, you know, undoing my belt. Uh, she got me naked, laid me down. I was ready to go, full erection. And uh, she put a condom on, and she started going down on me. I remember oral sex was average at best. And uh, Are you able to see anything at this point? Like, is it dark? It was a regularly lit room. It wasn't a red light room. It was regularly lit. Okay. And were the lights dim? No. Okay. No. And uh, then she mounted me, and we had sex in the cowgirl position pretty much the whole time. The one time I remember trying to move, she gently placed her hand on my shoulder to keep me in place. And uh, basically, she did all the work. I was able to, you know, do my own thrusting, but no. Before I knew it, there was a knock on the door, and time was up. Who, who, um, who knocked? Was it? It was the the guy whose task it is to clean the room. Oh, okay. And so he knocks on the door rapidly, and he says "tiempo" or something like that, which I guess means time. And uh, she got off. And uh, she asked if I wanted to keep going. I said no. Obviously, and, uh, she would charge more, right? She well, yeah, and then you probably have yeah you have because I I've done it now. I've gone go, I've kept going before, and in times since I've paid for extra time. And yeah, you have to pay her again, and you got to pay the hotel again. So, but at that time, I I didn't really enjoy that encounter. So I said no. Now, it's a hotel room, so there, it, it comes with a bathroom. I remember I showered, and by the time I sh- was done showering, I came out, and she was gone. And I, for a split second, I was nervous. Maybe she took my wallet, took my phone, but everything was on the nightstand how I left it. Um, I got dressed, went back downstairs, and there had been a streetwalker that caught my eye earlier, and I went to her and asked her how much. She said, 20 bucks for me, five bucks for the room. Um, street, now, you said a street walk. Now, <clears throat> is there a difference between um, looks within a street walker and a girl you could find in the club? Or do, is it just you kind of have to look for your type? I look for my type. Okay. But there is a difference. So there are some very, very pretty street walkers. Um, but there are some streetwalkers that are completely hideous. So while in the club, the lowest you'll find is like a six. And there's a bunch of tens, a bunch of eights, and a bunch of nines. Where on the streetwalkers, man, you have straight ones and zeros. And every now and then you'll get a seven or an eight. Now, do you, com- do you negotiate with them directly? Yeah, streetwalkers. Yeah, all the girls, you negotiate with them directly. Oh, Okay. Well, that's not true, because there's an establishment there that you don't negotiate with a girl, you negotiate with the, the madam. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I went with this streetwalker. Um, when I got in the room, she offered, if I gave her 40 instead of 20, we can do multiple positions, she'll get naked, and she will give me a blowjob. 
But for 20 bucks, it was just missionary position with her pants off. She kept her top on. And I was broke. Broke at the time. I was, so I decided to just do the normal way. And I remember with her, too. I didn't finish. And uh, when I was done, cleaned up, got dressed, and left. And uh, so, yeah, my very first experience in Zona Norte, I didn't finish with either girl. Now, you said you, um, you know, your second experience with uh, the street girl. Did you guys go to the same hotel or is it a separate hotel? It's a separate seedier hotel that doesn't have a shower. Mm. Okay, yeah. So I'm guessing it's not as good as quality. It's okay. None of these hotels are great quality, man. But yeah. It's true. Okay. Now, um, you said mostly condom. Did any of these girls... Condom. No, it's all condom. All condom. Did any of these girls offer no condom for extra price? Nope. No? Okay. No. In Tijuana, safety is paramount. Talking about safety, did you find any research as to uh, what kind of precaution these clubs take? Uh, these girls, they have to be... Uh, it's tested. I think it's one every two weeks. They have to carry a health card. Um, stay up to date. Oh, so there's testing. That's good. Yeah, I've never asked to see a working girl's health card, but I was told that they have to have them. So, this first visit to Zona Norte, obviously, um, would you consider it kind of a uh, mission failed? Because you didn't get to really ejaculate? No, it wasn't mission failed. I had fun because I had sex with two women that I had never had sex with before. So that was not mission failed. When Just you, because I didn't finish, it wasn't mission failed. I, when I got back from that first trip, I immediately planned a second trip. And so my, you were hooked? I, I was, I wouldn't say hooked. Maybe I was hooked. I don't know I would say that. But I immediately planned my second trip two days later. And I went two days later and had sex with five streetwalkers. I would call that being hooked. Yeah, definitely. Being hooked? Well, on those five streetwalkers, I only finished on the last one. Okay. But I do remember the moment where I knew I was hooked. The, okay. When was that? My third trip. So my third trip, I arrived, and I had made the first club I had decided to walk into every time was Hong Kong because it seemed like it was the best looking girl. There were the best looking girls were in Hong Kong. So I stepped into Hong Kong, and I was walking through the club. I got to the middle of the club, and standing in front of me was this blonde. Uh, I would say 5'1", five, 5'1 one. Five, one to 5'2", probably about 90 pounds, um, A cup, thin, blonde, tan, tan-skinned. Uh, the very definition of the term spinner. What was she wearing? She was wearing a red leotard. And uh, she had like a little red jacket that went with, not jacket, I don't know what you call it, like a robe type thing that went with it. I remember I went up to her, I asked her, um, what was her name? And she said her name was Germany. And these are all stage names. And... Did she speak English? Yeah, this girl spoke perfect English. And I asked her how much was it for the hotel. Her price was $100 flat, $19 for the hotel. So she was... More expensive than any of the other girls I had been with before. But Wait, why the jump in price? 
What do you mean? What? It's these girls. It's the girls' price. They set their prices. They set their price. Yeah. Okay. I guess she knew she was worth a hundred bucks. She knows her value. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't agree with that statement because, yeah. Okay, we'll continue. So you start talking to Germany. If she knew her value, I would have paid a hell of a lot more than a hundred bucks. <laughs> well. Well, anyways, <laughs> yeah. So I went up with Germany, and uh, speaking perfect English, I remember having the best sex of my life up to that point. It was not the full thirty minutes. It was like fifteen minutes or so. The blowjob was good. And a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a seven. But I remember how enthusiastic she was about having sex with me, how she seemed more excited than even my wife would be at the time to be having sex with me. I remember doing positions that I couldn't done and hadn't done with anybody else. Like, for instance, this girl, I was able to pick her up and just, you know, move her up and down like like they do in porno movies. I was able to pin her down, pin her against the wall and fuck her. There was just all these positions I had never done before. And I remember when I orgasmed this time, it was one of those, it was huge. It was like a big climax that, that when I was done, I laid there in the bed for like 10 minutes, right next to her, because she was out of breath and she was tired. She was either, either she really enjoyed it or she was like an A-plus actress. I, you know, these are all prostitutes. And even normal girls fake orgasms all the time. But some of these girls, I would say some of these girls, maybe I did, you know, maybe they did enjoy having sex with me. I don't know. But with this one in particular, it really seemed like she did. And I remember I just laid there just thinking that was amazing sex. I am definitely hooked to this game. You knew it. Right yeah, I, I knew it right then. And uh, we showered together. And uh, I remember when we left, instead of going back into the club like all the girls do, she said she was going to go get something to eat. And I was naive. I thought I was going to see her again. I thought I was going to have much more sex with her, but I never saw her again. You never saw Germany again? Nope. Um, do you look for her when you go visit or the first few times after? Did you look for her? Yeah, definitely. But that was in 2011. All right. It's, it's, it's fucking 2020 now. She's, she's most likely not in the game anymore. And, uh, yeah, well, I have found others. I have, I have found she's barely hanging on in the top ten experiences of all time for me now. I don't, I haven't ranked them lately, but there have been better. There's been better. But that's that's why I would say I'm hooked to sex tourism. I'm always chasing experiences like that. Germany was uh, set the bar. Yeah, she set the bar. Well, that's a very interesting story, Chance. Now, uh, for people that are, you know, planning their first trip and ready to set their journeys like you explain in this story, what advice would you give them, you know, going into their first red light district? 
Well, if you're an American, uh, definitely think about going to San Diego and crossing the border into TJ first. None of the other border towns in Mexico are worthwhile. And you don't want to spend a whole crap load of money flying to Europe. And, uh, and while Europe is great and amazing for red light districts, you don't want to go there for your first time and like chicken out or something. Uh, I have taken people for their first time and they have chickened out. So you don't want to spend the investment to go out there and not do it. Wait, why would they chicken out? Are they just like, do they get nervous when they see the girls? Do they just not want to invest in it? Is it a... I, uh, I guess it's nervous seeing the girls. Pride hits them. Yeah. For for the majority of the population, paying for sex is, is frowned upon. It's like a taboo thing, right? Taboo, but it's even disgraceful. So most people, I think, will look at it as disgraceful. But... I haven't, I haven't felt that way. Um, don't be scared. If it's your first time going to, to Tijuana, don't be overly cautious. Don't be too scared. Now, I've debated amongst this, amongst myself about this for a long time. Is it better to go alone or is it better to go with somebody? Now, for me personally, I've been there over a hundred times. It's better for me to go alone. I have my best times when I'm alone, because if I'm with somebody, you know, you you got to worry about you got to worry about them. You got to make sure that they don't do anything illegal. They don't get in a fight. They don't get you caught up anything. Whereas if you go by yourself, you know, you're in control of everything that you do. Just worry about yourself. Just worry about yourself. So yeah, your first time. It, maybe don't get drunk. Maybe don't smoke anything. Just stay straight edge until you feel comfortable there. And by the time you get your fourth or fifth visit, if you ever make it that far, you'll be comfortable enough to drink there. Now, how are the clubs? Are they, you know, I'm curious because I know, you know, you, talk, you talked about the girls. There's hundreds of girls in each club. Now, uh, are there workers in the club? Do you, um, do they? Yeah, there, there's waiters and stuff, man. But we will give our review of Zona Norte in a coming episode, in a future episode. We'll give a review on it. So we'll save that for later. Yeah, save that for later. Give advice for first timers, man. Okay. Um, look, if, you're, if you live in the San Diego, LA area, Southern California, maybe even as far as Phoenix, Tucson, and you want to go and you're nervous, you could email us. Email us at redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. And uh, if you don't want to go by yourself, um, me or Shadow can tag along with you. Other than that, I, uh, I think that's enough on my first experience, in my personal first experience in a red light district. This was the beginning of my sex tourism. Hope you guys enjoyed this story as much as I did. <laughs>